Welcome to episode 45 of the Off Kilter podcast. Welcome back, or if you are new to me, my podcast and my work, my name is Amy Bow. I help women finally get the results that they want through understanding their cycle. I have been a coach for 12 years. I have a master's in dietetics, so yes, I know a thing or two about food. I want to thank you for creating the space uh, and whacking me in your ears today. Today's episode is number 45. We're nearly there. We're nearly at 50 and I'm super excited to bring you today's episode, but I'm also really excited to bring you some little series that I have brewing uh, in the episodes to come and we will be celebrating episode 50 with a special guest, but... Today's episode is with pain coach Haley from Blue Pine Essentials. And in today's episode, we talk about one of my favorite topics, pain. But really, this episode is her sharing her story, her pain story, and on how she built trust with her body through medicine. And her medicine was mindfulness, movement, and food. So... Haley now helps females move from being in pain to pain-free through her program, Pain to Freedom Accelerator. So we talk about her program in the episode. We also talk about pain, pain science, our relationship to pain, and how we can support the system to move from being in pain to pain-free. I really enjoyed this episode. Haley is a shining light uh, who radiates positive energy uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed sitting on my rug uh, in my living room and chatting to her. So I hope you enjoy this episode. This is the Off Kilter Podcast. It is about breaking rules, listening to your ovaries and coloring outside of the lines. Each week, we will connect and be in conversation about how to reignite your sexuality, feel powerfully graceful and deeply connected to your body all while navigating life. I am your teacher, Amy Kate Bow. Okay, this is episode 45 of the Off Kilter podcast, and I'm sitting on my rug in my living room with Haley. So for those of you who know me, you can picture us right now. We've got the rig, we've got the rug, and we've got tea, and we're sitting here with the computer on a plyo box. And Haley is, she's a pain coach. And today we're going to talk about pain, which I love. I love this topic. Uh, and she's going to share her story. So welcome, Haley. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to my little studio space. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Haley has blue pine essentials mm -hmm. i really want to start with knowing uh the why behind the name i really like oh, it oh thank you actually you know what i i don't even know why i picked that name honestly okay. <laughs> i just it, i don't know what it, i love pine okay so the essential oil pine yes love the okay. smell of pine it just like is so grounding and so woodsy and sexy almost. It's just like, I just love it so much. And my favorite color is blue. So I'm like blue pine essentials. That was it. There's no science behind it really. It's just no. that simple. I love that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> okay. So pine is one of your favorite essential oils. So is it on in your house a lot? Yeah, in especially at nighttime and around like winter and Christmas time. It's around, right? It's always diffusing. Um, I'm, I like to make my own diffuser blends and roller blends. Yeah. So I'll usually put pine in those. Um, yeah, it's kind of hidden all over. I love it. <laughs> and then blue. Blue is your favorite color. Yeah. Just like the ocean and the sky. Yeah. And... My eyes are blue. I was just going to say, and she's got the bluest <laughs> eyes sitting here. They are so blue. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> and then essentials. Essentials. I like, I like that word. Thank you. Yeah, the essentials, I mean, it kind of comes from like essential oils. Um, but 
I think the essentials is like the essentials of life. So what do you need to really survive? Like kind of going back to basics in a sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like both of those words. I like the word essential and I really like the word basic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just back to basics, man. <laughs> yeah. People overcomplicate stuff. Like, why do we do it? I, I don't know why we do it. But we, I was having this conversation this week about how it's really not that complex. It's actually really simple. And I say that knowing that, you know what, we have like a story, we have trauma, we have a history, like the nervous system can be complex, our hormones can be complex. Mm-hmm. But really like in order to like nourish ourselves and heal, it's really not that complex. True. It's so true. Yes, there's an outlier, of course. It's something like yeah. is really going on and maybe there's a medical condition, but that's why I like the word basic. Yes. And we'll talk about that today. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a pain coach. Yeah. Yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, I love talking about pain. Cool. Me too. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to start, let's start with okay, talking about pain. Sure. Do you want to start with uh, like my story or like how I got into it or? Yeah. Okay. Let's start. I always love to start with your story. Mm-hmm. So let's start with your story. Sure. Uh, and then we'll end up at pain, a yeah. pain coach, and yeah. then we can go into pain. Okay. And cool. talk a bit about like pain and the science of pain. Perfect. Love yeah. it. Okay. So a little bit about my story. Um, before we started recording, we were talking about how I was living in Calgary and didn't really resonate with me. And there was a reason why I had left at such a young age. I was 18 when I moved over to the West coast and really why I did that was because I was running from my pain. Um, I grew up with like a blind anger. I don't even know why. I don't know what I was mad at. I was just this like running ball of like negative anger. (laughs) And it, it showed up in really weird places in my life. Um, it actually started to show up as seizures. So I had like really minor seizures growing up when I was a kid. Um, And in Alberta, you can get your license at 14. Yeah, you you get your learners at 14. So anyways, I was very young driving and this is when the seizures started popping up. I know it's crazy, you're shaking your head like, what, 14? 14? Can you imagine? Like, no. (laughs) So um, there was a very, prominent incident that happened I had a seizure while I was driving and I I did all the tests I went and got EEGs and I got CAT scans and brain scans and all this trying to figure out what the heck was actually happening and the doctors you know they had no idea they're like there's nothing wrong with you you're just you seem really stressed and that's what it was the stress and the anger was just building up and showing up in different ways in my body so I, I ran I was like you know what I need to leave I don't like it here there was a lot of painful moments and mistakes that I had made when I was younger. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to run away. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad and everybody else. I'm just, I'm gone. And, and then I slowly started to come out of the seizures. You know, I got over that, which was great. I started meditating a little bit, a bit of yoga and some mindfulness and, and that kind of thing. But um, something that kept popping up from a young age too was back spasms and really bad ones. Like, I would be out for like three or four weeks, like not moving. And so I was like, okay, this is, my body's trying to tell me something. And like, why is this still happening? And I just couldn't figure it out. Um, and it was, it was really frustrating for me. You know, I even like went into a really deep spell of depression because I, I, I'm such a mover in my body and I love to always be doing something. I'm a very like go, go, go type of girl. Um, and so as soon as I was debilitated like that, it was just like depression mode. And I didn't know how to come out of that until I started learning from a lot of teachers and, um, doing the yoga and meditation and mentors throughout my life and listening to podcasts and meeting people, you know, like you and coaches and finally figured out that I just needed to get more in touch with my body and my food and my mind and figure out my own medicine in a way. And so that's kind of what I did eventually. And now I'm at this place where 
I really just want to teach others how to do it too. Yeah. So that's kind of my story. <laughs> yeah. The short version. Of the the short version. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the Coles notes version. Of this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now you, you help women through that journey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah essentially I, I'm helping women at the moment um, in a really like 90 day intensive and learn, you know, the Coles notes and the core values of it um, and get in tune with their minds, their body and their, their food and their medicine. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. But, and where I want to start is because when you are in pain, you have no trust like with your body or you don't know how to trust it. It's mm -hmm. almost like, it's so funny because we're not taught that we lose it from like a child trust. Yeah. Trust totally. to their body. Uh, but then somehow we lose that and then we're not really taught it. We're not taught how to like cultivate that self-awareness. We're not taught how to allow and receive and listen to what the body's telling us. Mm -hmm. And then we're definitely not taught how to, move from like being in pain to pain free or feeling scared to confident. Yeah. And can you speak about that? So that place that you were in, like being in pain and being scared and not having trust with your body. And then how did you like <laughs> move yeah, that? I know that you, you started with the yoga and the meditation. Yes. Did you, was that like this, the, was that the key to help like, or was it a thought one day or was it like, were you just sick of it? Was there like a moment, I guess I'm asking mm -hmm. to like help you move from being there to here? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's a great question. So there was, there was a few moments, um, talking to some of my cousins about the pain that I was feeling. And I actually just put a post up on Instagram about this. Um, I was talking to one of my cousins after a flare up that I had had and I was talking to her about it and she was asking me, how are you feeling and all this? I'm like, I feel like absolute shit to be honest with you. Um, and I'm sick of, you know, putting my back out and she's like, well, you're always just going to live with short muscles and tight hips. You have the coats jeans and I don't know, something inside of me snapped and I was like, no, like I refuse to live that narrative. Like I understand that there's, hereditary things that are passed down from your family line and your bloodline. I get it, but I refuse to live with that because I know I've seen it in other people. I've, you know, witnessed others move through that pain and not attach that story to their own. So I was like, no, I refuse. So that was a really big turning point in me. Something inside me was like, no, absolutely not. Because I just, I just didn't want to feel that anymore. So there was a bit of that hereditary stuff. And then the medicine was um, a huge component was the meditation. Um, have you ever heard of Vipassana? Yes. Vipassana has like changed my life. I go every single year on a 10 day silent retreat. And in, in, those, really, um, in those really intensive 10 days, you sit, have you ever done Vipassana? No. Okay. So you sit in silence for 10 days and every day you do about eight hours of meditating and they're always one hour sits. So you have to sit still for one full hour and pain shows up in all sorts of areas in your body, your back and your shoulders. And something that I learned from this teaching was to observe the sensation and that you are safe and you're not deteriorating and it's, it'll pass. This too will pass. And it's just energy moving through your body. So that was, that was a huge puzzle piece in figuring out, you know, what was going on in my body. So, yeah. Oh, there's so much in that. I think the first piece are when you said that you chose a different story, mm -hmm. like you chose a different narrative. That's so powerful because yeah. when like we have a story and if you've been in chronic pain or you felt angry forever or maybe someone in your family's also had pain or that's the way that it is, that can be your story. And you can get trapped in that story for years or decades. This is just my story. Mm -hmm. But 
to have that moment to be like, you know what, actually I'm going to change my story. Yeah. Like I'm not going to choose a pain story. I'm yes. going to choose a different story. Yeah. That's what I was. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I love, because I think often when we feel stuck uh, and when it comes to pain, we feel like we can't choose a different story because we don't even know what it would feel like not being in pain mm -hmm. um, or not feeling scared, but yes. just even to make that conscious choice of like, no, I'm going to choose a different story. And now I need to go and like search for what's going to help. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then I love the stillness piece that you talk about uh, because It'll, you allow and receive the information. Mm -hmm. And I think for so long we block that. Like we're so good at like blocking. Yes. Not allowing, not receiving because we never just be. So true. It's so true. We're always avoiding that pain by doing something else, by busying ourselves, by doing something, right? Avoiding, 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 block, 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 100%. And like those 10 days, Man, if anybody has a chance to do Vipassana, I swear to God, it will change your life. It'll be the hardest thing you ever do, yeah. probably. Honestly, it's tough. It's not easy, but like life-changing, yeah. you know? And 10 days of your life is just such a blink of an eye, if you really think about it. Um, but yeah, I, I like that too, the, the blocking of like information. Yeah, there's a huge, huge component. Yeah, yeah. because... Like we can't heal or we can't fix or what we don't understand and we can't understand it until we like allow and receive the information. So I think that's the biggest thing with pain. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and a lot of people like if you have your own pain story, you don't want to feel pain. So what do you do? You avoid it. Well, I don't want to feel pain. So why would I lean into it and just receive the information that's coming? No, hell no. I'm just going to, completely do everything I can to avoid and block. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So with your pain, cause there's lots of different types of pain. Well, there's mm -hmm. like physical pain. So yeah. you feel something in the body. There is like emotional pain or like spiritual pain. Yeah. Did you feel and experience both? Yes, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. I, I almost feel like they're kind of one in the same. Okay. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And a lot of the times when people um, are feeling the physical pain, they, they are only focused on the physical and not the emotional. And when they're, and same with the opposite, right? Like if you have a broken heart or something, they're, they're focused on the emotional pain that they're feeling and maybe not noticing that they have pain in the body. Right. And it's not always the case, but I, I really do think they're intertwined. So yeah, I absolutely felt the emotional pain as well as physical, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. All right, because, and then I like the word pain, but in my work, it's like a gray word, all right? And mm, I mean okay. that through as a coach, right? Yeah. So I've been coaching people for 12 years and they'll say something like, that hurts or I'm in pain, or I have back pain, or this is painful. And like, I've also experienced pain mm -hmm. or what I would more say is discomfort. Yes. Like a feeling of being uncomfortable, a yes. feeling of knowing that the body is not um, free, not healthy, mm -hmm. not mobile. Mm -hmm. And I think people grab onto this word pain so quickly, but they're actually there. It's not pain, but they don't know how else to like describe it. Yes. Whether through like a physical discomfort. Yes. So I'm going to talk about back pain just because I've experienced back pain. Mm, okay. But like to me, I even ask myself question, well, what is pain? That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, that's a great question. Yeah, and I would love to hear what you think pain is. Well, I think you kind of already answered it. Like pain is really just an uncomfortable sensation that you're feeling in the body. Your, your body is giving you a signal that something's not right, you know? So it's like triggering uh, a responsive um, a neurosystem in your body saying like, no, something's wrong. 
It's giving you a signal. So that signal is pain, quote unquote pain, air quotes. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're sitting here doing air quotes. <laughs> quote unquote pain. Um, but you're right, like there's so many different types of pain and the way that you can describe your pain and um, the different parts of your body that you can actually feel pain. Um, and so, yeah, I think that it's, it's really just an uncomfortable sensation that you're feeling. Um, but it doesn't mean that your body is deteriorating or that you can now distrust your body and that you should distrust your body. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a big one that pain erodes trust almost. Totally. Uh, and like, I've been there as well when I had back pain and I didn't trust, like I didn't trust my body anymore mm -hmm. because it didn't feel strong. I didn't feel capable. I was afraid to feel that again or to have that spasm or not be able to get off the floor. Mm -hmm. So we lean away from that. Uh, but, and there's a lot of science around pain and that it comes from the brain. It actually doesn't come from the body. It's yeah. the brain saying, um, you know, it's the signal in the brain that's perceived as stressful, that's which right. there's, I guess there's like two prongs to it, isn't there? Uh, when we talk about it, cause someone can have like a bulge disc in their back, but actually have no pain at all. That's true. And are strong and can lift. And I walk, a lot of people I'm sure are walking around and they probably have a little bit of disc degeneration totally. and they actually have no pain. Whereas someone can have chronic back pain and there's actually nothing wrong structurally yeah. with their spine. Totally. Uh, yeah. And I think that is, it's super cool. You have these two case studies and there's been lots of science on it. And so then you ask the question, okay, well, what is it? And to mm -hmm. me, it's perceived. Yes, you might feel a sensation in your body mm -hmm. that could be uncomfortable, but then the, your, the brain really just gets the narrative of like, it's unsafe, like you said. That's right. Yeah, it's feeling unsafe. Yeah. So let's give them more signals that I feel unsafe. Yes. Yeah. So then I, so then I guess it's like, okay, if it feels unsafe, well, now we need to make you feel safe. That's right. And how do we do that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, like feeling safe in my body, just, it, it means a, a couple different things, like fueling it properly, having enough liquids and sunshine and alone time and stretching. And maybe it means having a belt when I lift, you know, or, all sorts of different things to make it feel safe. And then also that narrative in my head, repeating to myself. I actually have um, a script that I'll say in the mornings. I actually recorded myself saying it so that I listen to it. Um, and it just reminds me that I am safe in my body and I'm strong and I'm capable. And um, it's just rewriting that narrative in my head, just reminding me and my brain that I'm safe. And it, it helps with the pain that you feel in your body when you just are reminding yourself constantly that you're safe. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's clever. The recording. Yeah. Just that reminder. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just a, an, a repeated narrative, right? That's that you just keep replaying over and over in your head. So you got to rewrite it somehow. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like you said, the rewriting can happen through, well, that, like an affirmation that you say, the rewriting can happen through like movement or training, mm -hmm. which is a lot of where my work is. I work with so many women that have no trust with their body because they've been in pain for such a long time. Uh, and it's learning. And this is where... <laughs> We all want to do like the fun things and like the sexy things, like when we, when it comes to training and yeah, we want to lift and we want to do like what the cool kids do, but we're missing like the foundation piece. Yeah. And I think that's with it, with everything. Totally. When it, when we're looking at food, we're looking at simple things as sleep, sunshine, like you said, uh, and our movement is that we have no foundation. 
tool. And so if we have no foundation, we have no trust. We have a nervous system that's completely like freaking out. Yeah. And of course our pain's going to be worse. A hundred percent. If we're not doing the hard work to develop the flexibility, the range, the mobility, the freedom of movement in basic movement patterns, if we're not eating the right food for us, enough mm -hmm. of it, if we're not getting sunshine and sleep, no of wonder. Of course, the body, the nervous system's perceiving it to be stressful. 100%. Yeah, there's yeah. no like grounding force, right? Of that structure and that, that stability. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and that's why I think your work is so important too, especially working with women and their cycles too. Yeah. I think that's so important to really, it, it's another puzzle piece that you really need to focus on to really understand what's going on with your body and the foundations, the, the basics, back to basics. Yeah. yeah. So in your work, when you're in your accelerator program, uh, do you want to talk us through that? So when sure. you start working with someone that has experienced pain or maybe in pain, mm -hmm. where do you start uh, when you support them on that journey? Uh, well, we start with like kind of where they're at in their, their food and their pain and just like, uh, an assessment really of like where are you at and, and what's your knowledge on this and what are the things that you've already tried and are working and maybe not working so there's a lot of assessment that goes on with that and then they all go through the same sort of steps so the mindset piece is number one like you really can't do the the food and the movements without your proper mindset right so we do a lot of mindset work with that and then I move them through um, the basics of medicine and food and nourishing your body. Uh, I don't put them on a, like a specific diet or anything like this is not a diet program. It's figuring out what your body really needs and what is it asking for and just start getting in tune with your medicine. And then we work with essential oils to help support the systems and your immune system because there's a lot of research on immune system and how it correlates with your pain receptors and, and that kind of thing. So your immune system are actually your first line of defense when you are feeling quote unquote pain. <laughs> yeah. So they are the first line. They're the first liners. So if you don't have a strong immune system, I mean, your body doesn't really have much of a fighting chance, right? Yeah. So we work with essential oils to help build back up the immune system. And then we go through the movement pieces and figure out, you know, where your body's at and what is it capable of doing? And then start with the basics. Just get your core strength back where it needs to be, get slow movements, you know, build up that, that muscle strength and layer it with confidence. So confidence is kind of the icing on top. And then we end it with um, like a routine and a regime to try and keep going with it long term because the 90 days is short. You know, in a pain journey, it's very, very short. Oh yeah, it's so <laughs> short. I wish I was out of pain in 90 days, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love that you bring that up because, and this is like anything, we want it now. We want to take the short way, what I would call the short way home, mm -hmm. like the shortcut. Totally. Uh, and to heal or support a nervous system, to build like a strong, resilient, capable body that's pain-free takes a lot of time. <laughs> so much time. And, and energy. Yes. So if you're not like all those things you went through, what triggers for me is like, okay, you're giving the system energy to be able to move through the pain. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not giving the system energy, it takes a lot of energy to move from pain to pain-free. 100% it does. From scared to confident. Yeah, absolutely. And to be yeah. completely honest with you, I'm still working. I'm still in my journey. I haven't yeah. reached the end, quote unquote, so many air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't reached the end point yet. And I don't know if I ever will. There isn't. That's it. And everybody, yeah. I mean, not everybody, but people typically these days are looking for that end goal. Like what's going to be the very end? Am I there yet? Am I there yet? No, you'll never be there yet. Yeah. You know? But I'm at a place now where I can deadlift pain-free, you know, and I'm, Amazing. I'm thrilled, thrilled with that because that was one of my goals that I wanted to achieve through my own journey it was like, okay, I'm going to lift and deadlift pain-free. And now I've been able to do that, but only because I'm doing 
all the things that I'm teaching every single day. It's a practice. It is. And this, I've been thinking about this over the last couple of days uh, around this whole concept of practice. Mm. Like we can have a bunch of habits, but it's not the habits really that are going to be helpful. It's actually creating a practice. So like mm. you said in the last part of the program uh, and what you've created is a practice. That's right. Uh, to what I would say is like nourish your red umbrella, which is your nervous system. And mm, tell okay. that your body, tell your body that you're safe. Yes. And so I think it's the practice piece that people are missing, which is what the program is doing. It's creating a practice. Exactly. Yeah. But I think pain to be uncomfortable is great. I used to have a coach, actually my coach that was my lifting coach. He would say, I try and hurt myself a little bit every day. Oh, wow. So I wake up the next day and there's a, like a little bit of pain or discomfort, yeah. but then he gets to work on that. He gets yes. to learn like what he did, how we can help like fix it yes. through movement. And I thought when I heard that, I was just like, yeah, like why are we so scared of it? Yeah. Why are we so scared to like potentially like, hurt ourselves a little bit or feel a little bit of pain. Yeah, that's and I, a good question, actually. <laughs> and I think it's because we don't have the tools. Yeah. Like, he was so confident in his, like, skill and his knowledge to do that because he could heal himself, yeah? Mm -hmm. Like, he could move through that pain. Yes. And then he taught me that process and method. So, and it took me a long time to get there. Like after my back injury, then I had, I started to lift and I would have, you know, a bit of a knee problem. And as soon as something went, I would freak out because I would just be like, no, like I can't go back to the weak, broken girl. Yes. Like I need to keep lifting because lifting makes me feel strong. And so my knee went and I remember I had a few problems through lifting, but the big one in particular was when I dislocated my rib and I didn't handle that well either. And this was like three, four years into like after he fixing my back, right. but I still had this attachment to like making sure that I never felt any pain. Mm -hmm. And yes. when I did that, I had to walk away from lifting and really like explore my relationship to pain and oh. this like, and so I, I like yeah. And I yes. really enjoyed thinking like, why am I so afraid to like feel that it's just telling me a message. I dislocated exactly. my rib. Yeah, because you had a jerk like fall down on you, like out of a rack, like <laughs> over and over again in your training. Yeah, no yeah because you train three or four hours a day. Yeah, yeah. because you, you weren't training with your cycle. Like all of these things, yes. it was just sending a message. Yes. And we're just so afraid because we don't then know how to like move through that. And that's why I love what you're doing. Is because you're helping people learn that process. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> the fear is such a, a huge component of like, I don't want to go back. And I loved what you just said. I don't want to go back to that broken, weak girl. And it's so true. I, there, I don't want to go back to that either. But that's why I continue the practice. But I still feel pain every day. You know, even just sitting here, I'm feeling pain in my knees from, you know, it's there. It's cool. I'll get through it. You know, I'm not going to be deteriorating and going back to that broken, weak woman, you know, that I was a few years ago, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's so true. Like, we're just trying to avoid it completely. But pain is necessary in life. You need pain in your life. If you don't have pain, then... What is life? Yeah. You know, like yeah. you need it, you know, because yeah. it's, there's a lesson there. It's teaching you something. Pain is a lesson. And so finding that lesson, that's where the growth really happens. So yeah. I would love to meet your coach that was like, I love to feel pain a little bit he even there. He is uh, one of the most innovative, unconventional, amazing coaches I've ever met and the reason why I was referred to him was because he specialized in pain and rehabilitation Love that. and yeah it was such a I worked with him for five years uh, even it took us 12 months to heal my back 
Uh, and that was like, I showed up every day. I did my homework. It was so boring. Like I saw like the three exercises he gave me to start off with uh, after our first session. I still have it saved because I just, I love looking at it to know that where I came from to now, but like, this is the thing. It's like, you have to decide to choose a different story. And then you also have to decide to show up and do the hard work. 100%. Because it's not, it's not sexy. It is boring, especially if you're thinking about a, a training practice or a movement practice. You have to do the basics. You have to you learn have to. how to like move the body through basic movement patterns. Yeah, 100%. You have to do the work. So then you can deadlift. <laughs> exactly. You can, lift. you can swing a kettlebell and do pull-ups with one hand, all the sexy shit you want to do. Yeah, or pick up your children or whatever it, whatever is. it is. Yeah, but yeah. you actually have to do that work that people think that's not sexy. But really it is the sexy work mm-hmm. because it allows you to do all the other stuff. True. So true. <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah. And you have to do the work because nobody else is going to do it for you. You know, and there's no one quick fix and the 90 days, you know, people are like, oh, we'll do the program for 90 days and I'll be good. Well, I'm sorry, sweetheart, but it doesn't really work that way. And I wish that it did, you know, but yeah. you got to keep working every single day, dedicate your life to it, you know? Yeah. And that's, and that's comes back to this whole, it's a practice. Yes. Uh, we will, yeah, we can always feel it. But if we know how to move through it, we have the tools, well, then that's how we build strong, resilient, capable bodies. That's right. And yeah. minds. And minds. Yeah, the mind is the mind is the big one. 100 percent Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, so if you were to give people like five things that they could do, if they're feeling like they're in pain what would, where would you get them to start? Like right now? Like if they're in a flare up or something? If If they're just listening to this and well, everyone experiences pain, Mm -hmm. but maybe someone is in like a big pain story. Maybe they're, it's stopping them from being able to do something. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's there constantly, whether they're in a massive flare up or not, where would you tell them to start? I would probably, that's a good question, actually. I'd probably ask them to start with stillness and then move to the breath and just focus on the breath and just calm your nervous system, calm your body, relax your face and just do a few deep breaths because how often do we really do this? You know, (laughs) just sit and have deep belly breaths, you know, it's not very often that we do. So I would just say to them, breathe, and then ask yourself a few questions. Like, how did I get here? Why am I feeling this way? And how can I nourish myself moving forward? What story am I holding on to? What pain story am I holding on to? Who else in my family bloodline has this similar story? And do I want to live like this forever? And just meditate on that. And just start to get curious with your body and your breath and, and feeling the sensations. Because that's all that really, that pain is. It's just a sensation in your body. So that's, yeah, I think that's where I would tell them to start. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people can't sit still. <laughs> a lot of people have a lot of trouble yes with like a stillness practice yes <laughs> so practice it yeah. <laughs> just five minutes even yes just to sit it. for five minutes that's all you need yeah yeah and just see what comes up in the body mm-hmm. where you're feeling it mm-hmm. and then should they journal the questions maybe maybe they're doing maybe they could write them down yeah i mean if that's if that's a medicine for you if you like to journal i'm not a journaling type of gal me neither you know i don't but i'm a training journal type of girl there you go so i could write them in i would write them in my training journal yeah i would mostly just go through them in my head yeah i can just imagine people sitting there one finding it super hard to Mm -hmm. just even sit Mm -hmm. and like listen 
and then two I think a lot of them like to like yes write down the right answer <laughs> there is no right answers no there's no right answers no but it, it can be really helpful for you to visualize the question and answer that way yeah or you can speak it to yourself if you want to feel like a crazy person for a second just speak it out loud to yourself say why am i feeling this way you know that's really helpful for me because i'm more of an audio learner yeah so i like to hear music and the the voices and even my own voice talking to myself so whatever's helpful in that aspect for sure yeah all right so we're just starting to get curious that's right like why am i here maybe where am i feeling it yeah mm -hmm. how does it make me feel yeah uh how do i want to feel yes as well yes and then i think the biggest piece is finding someone that is like a mentor or a coach to help you through it. 100%. Yeah. To help you build that trust. Absolutely. I honestly wouldn't be on the other side of my pain journey if there is another side without mentors and without teachers and coaches. Like I, I just, I would be completely lost still, you know? Absolutely. It's huge, huge in my journey. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, well, you need to get curious. You're your own teacher, or like you say, become your own doctor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I'll often say you need to be your own teacher. Yes. You need to learn how to train. You need to learn how to heal. You mm -hmm. need to learn how to eat for you. You mm -hmm. need to learn how to heal from your pain. Yes. Um, and so you need to research and get curious, but then also working with a coach or a teacher that can help you move through that is really important absolutely to yeah. give you a process to give you a method that's to it. hold you accountable yes. yeah because i feel like a lot of the time it's not a lack of education like you totally. could google the shit out of it oh yeah. yeah like you could read so many research papers on pain uh you could read so many things about what to do uh to help heal from pain it's not even about the education piece. So true. It's the gap between the knowing and the doing. Yes. It's like the, the bit in the middle with the story and the no process, no method, yeah. no accountability. Yeah. And the lack of energy that it really takes to go on this journey. Absolutely. And I think that's why. So yes, 90 days, like that is an accelerator program, but that's what some people need. Absolutely. To get like to start, to start to lean into it and to learn the process, to learn the methods. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've walked the path and now I've written it out in a program for you. Yeah. So now <laughs> I'm going to walk you down the same path to get you to the end goal of where I'm at now. Yeah. And that's where I think coaches and teachers come in. Like they're not, they're not teaching you specifically, you're your own teacher, as you say, but here, here I'm showing you the path to get there. You know, it's a bit muddy in the middle on how to, yeah. how to get there. Like, I don't know, yeah. do I take this way or what? No, this is the path, just walk yeah. it, you know, and, and here you are at the end. Yeah, and yeah. it's not it's not linear either. Yeah, so true, <laughs> You'll have, lots of hills. Yeah, you may like, go backwards, yeah. maybe sideways, totally. maybe up, maybe way down. Way down, yeah. yes. Yeah, but I think that not attaching to that is really important because I attached that for so long. It's a linear process. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm going up from here and I'm just going to get stronger and stronger and be a warrior woman and never feel pain or yes. never feel broken or weak again. Yeah. But that's not true. It's not the reality. Um, I yeah. did feel it again uh, and I will feel it again probably. Mm -hmm. Maybe not as chronically as I did. I would never go back there, but... Yes. Yeah, it's not a linear journey, but Absolutely. it's definitely helpful to have someone to help pull you through the muddy bits. <laughs> yes, and accountability too is huge. Yeah. Like I'm my worst accountability partner. <laughs> uh, truth, truth bomb here. Like yeah. I can't, it's hard for me to keep myself accountable. So having coaches and people in my life to be like, hey, are you doing this? And how's this going? And it, it's so important to like keep me on the straight and narrow on that path. Yeah, because yeah. alone it's hard, but then mm -hmm. together or with someone, it's, well, it's a hell of a lot more fun, but totally. uh, it's also, yeah, we're just held accountable yeah. to do the work. 
absolutely. But then like Haley can show you the process and the method, or I can show you the process and method, but then you have to show up and do the work. That's it. I mean, I tell that to my clients too. Yeah. Like, I'm going to put in my 50%, but you got to put in yours too. Because yeah. you're not going to see any results if you don't. So yeah, it's yeah. the same with training. Absolutely. Yeah. People have these goals around training and I'm like, yeah, I can give you the process and method and I can get you there, but you have to show up and you have to do the work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not going to hold your hand. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> you know? Sometimes if you need me to, but uh, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's maybe why people find this so hard is because one, they don't have the energy, and then two, it's just, it's a, a longer, harder journey to, to, to heal Absolutely. or to support the system and yeah. to create a, a stronger structure. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't like taking the long way home. No. They don't like taking the long <laughs> way home. Always doing shortcuts. Have you ever built a house doing <laughs> shortcuts? No. No. Yeah. It's just not. No. I refuse to, yeah. to to live my life that way and build my home that way. My home being my body. I don't want to take shortcuts. Yeah. You can't. Home is your body. You have to take the long way home. Uh, yeah, and you can't take the shortcuts. Yeah. It's, but then you build trust with your body. Like I trust my body so much. Mm -hmm. I have so much trust in it. And that makes, I feel so confident. Yeah. Even as like, I walk my dog every morning and then in winter it's like so dark at like 6am, but I actually feel really confident walking around. Like I'm not scared if something, someone, I saw someone that was like a little bit, you know, sketchy, sketchy yeah. or like, I don't feel afraid mm -hmm. in my body. I feel strong because I am strong and I like just so that just brings such a confidence into my posture and how I show up yeah. in, in the world, Absolutely. in my life, in everything you do. Yeah. And there's so much freedom to that too. You know, just like walking with the power and the, yes. the confidence. It's, oh, and that's it's why nice. I love lifting. Yeah. Like to be able to lift weights to be able to be strong and move that way is so important. And I've done a bit of jujitsu and I really like that as well because you get to manipulate this big, heavy male body on top of you. <laughs> and like, if you know how to do something, like that's really cool. Oh yeah. Like if you something mess them up. ever happened to me, like I just, and yeah, it just gives you this confidence. I Absolutely. think when you build trust. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that you want to say on on your work, on the program, on the topic? Um, I think the last thing that I would probably say is just, if you, if you don't feel like you wanna work with a coach, then start going inwards. There's a lot of inner work that it takes to really start to become in tune with your body and come out of the pain, because it kind of is a bit of a, of a a spiritual work and a spiritual practice in a way a lot of um, personal growth personal development which is tied to a, a, a more spiritual realm and that's something that I don't typically tell clients because it kind of puts them off a bit it's like whoa you're talking with some woo, -woo stuff now <laughs> you know like uh, yeah. I really just want to not feel pain okay <laughs> just give me the exercise yeah so help me <laughs> yeah. yeah just give me the medicine and I'll be good but no it's I, I think that there is so much power and beauty in silence and doing the inner work. I think it's really an important piece that a lot of people are, are missing. Yeah. Okay, there you go. You have to start with some silence. Yes. Just allow and receive the information. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then from my experience and from working with so many people over the years, the second piece for me, well, there's actually two. It would be, are you nourishing the nervous system? Like is the, if the nervous system's freaking out, if the body is so stressed, you're not going to be able to heal. Mm -hmm. you're not, you will feel pain. You will be inflamed. Your immune system will be shit. Yeah. And so what are you doing, like you said, to nourish 
the body, nourish the nervous system. Yes. The stillness is one piece, yes, for sure. But yeah. even if that just gives you space to connect to the physical or the story that's going on in your head. And then this, the second piece I would say is, is what's the nervous system doing? Is it really stressed? Hmm. Because if it is, well, maybe it's just even working on that, the nervous system. So going through what Haley just said, like through her program, we're looking at the history, the story, we're assessing ourselves, but then we're looking at the nourishment piece. So are you nourishing the body? That's the basic one. Yeah. Are you eating food? Good, yeah. real, whole food. Yeah. Often. Yes. Enough of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Most people aren't doing that. And so then if the system is stressed and it doesn't have energy, it's not going to be able to heal. So true. And, and then the last piece would be the movement piece. Mm -hmm. Are you moving your body? Like properly. Properly. Yeah. Yes. Not sitting on a spin bike. Yeah. With like intention. It's, it's great yeah. if you want to do spin for sure. Mm -hmm. But like if you have pain, spinning five days a week is not going to fix the pain. Moving with intention. Intention. Yeah. And yes. then moving to create freedom in the body. Yes. Yeah. Get the blood moving, get the nervous system firing right, get the muscles working, digestion working. It's like there's so much, so much medicine and movement. Yes. Yes. There's so much to this. We could talk for hours. I feel like we could. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> How long you got it? You yeah. Anything else today? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got my women's body weight strength class, but <laughs> that's not for 45 minutes. But yeah, and I think I don't want to take away from it being complex because I we are complex. We are. We yes. well, we like to make things complex. Our stories complex. Our relationship to our body and to all of those things, food, training, it's complex. Uh, but yeah, like we said at the start, if we strip it away, it's actually, it's quite simple. It is. Yeah, I mean, your, your pain is complex, but coming out of it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Right? So let's break down uh, your the steps in the program just a little more. So. The first piece is like the assessing piece. Mm -hmm. So we could do that with some stillness, like you said, yep. asking questions, allowing yep. we're receiving. The second piece is mindset, your mindset, so okay. your story and where your mindset is at. Are you coming from a place of um, victimhood, you know, instead of standing in, in your truth and your empowerment state, there's a lot of mindset pieces to that. Okay, so what is one or two things that someone can do with the mindset piece? How do you try and change that story? How do you? Um, well, we kind of talked a little bit about that. Um, like journaling would be one way of, of recognizing, um, you know, just journaling on your pain specifically. Um, like, why am I feeling this pain? Where is this coming from? You know, what, what are the emotions that are attached to this? Um, and then just trying to change that narrative slowly. Um, I actually create um, a morning routine for my pain warriors. And this is the audio that I've recorded and listened to. So this is just a way to start reprogramming and, and rewriting the narrative around your pain. Okay, yeah, beautiful. And then the, uh, the third piece is medicine. Medicine. Yeah, so food and essential oils and liquids, the internal stuff, the consumption that we're intaking the food. Okay. Yeah. So do you have an essential oil that you recommend? Oh, I do have a few. A few, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and why you recommend them. Okay, yeah. So I would recommend frankincense. Frankincense is a huge anti-inflammatory, um, and it's also cellular support for your immune system. And then I would also recommend copaiba. Copaiba is uh, from the capybara tree, and it's uh, really similar to like a CBD oil. It has very similar effects to the body. So um, minus all of the sort of THC effects of things, and it's really, really potent, which is cool. So I really love copaiba for that. 
It's also really good for your anxiety if you struggle with a bit of anxiety. And it's really good for your digestive system as well. So copaiba is like top of my list. Huh, I've never yeah. heard of it before. And it has such a cool name. <laughs> copaiba. <laughs> copaiba, yeah. Um, it's kind of new to the essential oil world. Uh, but it's showing a lot of really incredible benefits um, in the scientific world, which is cool. Yeah. And then probably the last one I would say is marjoram. Marjoram is like hugely underrated for pain management. Um, you can use it topically, uh, like right on your joints or on your muscles, wherever you're feeling pain, or you can take it internally um, as like an internal capsule. Yeah. So the other two, you can also take them internally? You can. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So the, the oils that I'm working with, um, they're food grade oils. They're certified therapeutic grades. So you can internalize them and they're totally safe to ingest, which is cool. Super cool. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much in the essential oil world that, you know, is very confusing for people. Um, but these oils have been a huge part of my journey as well, um, especially in my immune system, supporting my immune system and my digestive health. It's been huge for that. Yeah, and there's actually quite a lot of science behind them. Like totally. if you go and dig in and do your research mm -hmm. and break down, yeah, there's actually a lot of support. And not even just like, you know, when we talk about science as well, yes, you can have like a scientific study, but really it's mostly the qualitative, the stories, the hundreds of experiences that's more powerful 100%. than a research study. Totally. It's just like so many uh, limiting factors in a research study. So totally. with essential oils, yeah, it's been quite big now for what, 10 years or, yeah. or more. And yeah. there's a lot of qualitative evidence there. 100%. Okay, so those are your three oils. Yes. Um, what about what helps you with your immune system, your inflammation with food? Oh, with foods, um, probiotic foods help a ton with inflammation, especially in my body uh, because I've, I've struggled with digestive issues in the past. So um, adding probiotics to my, um, my regular diet, like daily diet has been huge for that. And then I always try and add veg to like every single meal that I have. Just get as much veg as you can in every meal. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're on to number four. So after we've got medicine. Movement. Movement. Yes. Okay. So how do you like to move? Uh, well, I like to lift heavy things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like to move in that way. Um, but I'm not really teaching that in the program. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm just asking for, from you, like how oh, okay. do you love to like nourish and move your body? Yeah. I do like to lift yeah. really big, heavy things. Um, I also like to climb and hike and ride my bike. I just love to move my body in any way that it can. And I've always been that type of person that's always looking for like the next challenge. Like how far can I really push my body? What can I do next? You know? Um, but the weights and the, the heavy lifting have been huge for me in, in my like pain journey. And, and now I just love lifting heavy things. It makes me feel just so empowered. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I get it, girl. Yes. I get it. <laughs> I know you get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we're on to the last piece. The last piece is routine and ritual. Yeah. Yeah. So just ensuring that we understand our why. Why are we doing this, you know, and then creating um, a, a schedule that you can keep on top of setting realistic expectations with people. You know, that's a huge thing. We expect to be pain free after the 90 days. Well, if you're not quite there yet. Hi, Hank. Oh, we've got a Hank. He's just come inside. <laughs> you're probably here. He's clip clopping. He's hi, come to say hi on the rug. <laughs> okay. So it's creating a practice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. With those pieces mm -hmm. and every ensuring, day. Ensuring the longevity of it. Because I really don't want people coming out of the program and being like, okay, well, now what? You know, I, I want to make sure that it's a long-term thing that they can do on their own and kind of hand off the baton in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. That's where you start. And then, of course, if you have questions... Haley, tell people where you can find them, <laughs> where they can find you. So um, I'm pretty heavy on the Instagram. Um, so I'm at Blue Pine Essentials. And um, 
that's really where you can find me is like yeah. on Instagram. I would love to get into the YouTube world. That would be um, a two year plan for me in the long term. So I'm working towards that, but for now it's just Instagram. Yeah. yeah, go follow her because she posts a lot and some really great content out there. Um, great storytelling and uh, really shares pretty much what's in her program, but like little bite-sized chunks, mm -hmm. little things that you can start to maybe even just get curious about uh, and then see if it works for, for you. But yeah, follow her, Blue Pine Essentials. <laughs> Love it. Okay, we're gonna finish with five questions. Woo! Okay, let's do it. Why do you train? Oh, I have so many reasons why I train. <laughs> but I think for me now, why I train, um, is because I love to push the limits of what I know my body's capable of doing or what I think it's capable of doing. So I train because I wanna just see how far I can push my body and it makes me feel empowered and confident and like I can take on the world. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have a billboard in Times Square and it's gonna stay there forever. What does it say on it? Uh, this is a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> like it stays there forever. But I, I really love become your own doctor. Right? Yeah. That's kind of my slogan. Um, and it's it's really not to knock uh, you know, doctors and, and professionals really, but this idea of just getting more in tune with yourself, you know, and not relying so much on others to to fix you or heal you. Yeah, yeah, become your own doctor. Yeah, I really love that. And I think it's really important uh, that, of course, they're there to support and help, mm -hmm. whether it's a functional medical doctor or a doctor. And it def they definitely have their place. But really, in the end, it's like you need to investigate. Absolutely. You need to do the research. Yeah. You need to, you know, have, be empowered to take charge yourself. Yes. Yeah. Ask questions. That's right. Okay, what do you like that no one else really likes? <laughs> uh, I really like eggplants. Oh, I love eggplants. Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to give that to you. <laughs> no, <I'm> just <laughs> Actually, a lot of people don't like eggplants. No, it's got a bit of a weird texture. You know, it's like hard to cook with, but I love eggplants. Um, and I love sauerkraut. Sauerkraut is another one that people typically don't like, but loves. I like, I'll eat it right out of the jar. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Eggplant. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Your three favorite books. Uh, to be honest, I'm not much of a reader. Okay. Um, I'm more of like a podcast listener. All right. Yeah. Well, we can change it up. That's all right. I have read a few books. No, <laughs> you can answer books or you can answer like three podcasts that you really like to listen to. Hmm. Okay. Um, the Real Rebel podcast is on my top list. I don't know if you've heard of, um, of that one. She's up in Squamish, I think. Um, she's more on like the energy and spiritual realm of things. Um, I actually really like your podcast. <laughs> I've been like binging on some of your content, which is awesome. <laughs> Um, Thank you. Yeah, and um, I like um, Aubrey Marcus. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, yeah. he's got some interesting stuff to say. So <laughs> yeah, he's a cool dude. <laughs> yeah, I like his worldview and yes. his belief system. It's yes. really yeah, yeah. I love his podcast on the dark room. Have you heard that one? No. He goes into like complete darkness for like a week, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's intense. So if you haven't listened to that one, like have a listen. Yeah, it's crazy. Now he is like his own doctor. He's yes. super curious. He's his yes. own teacher. I love his, yeah, I love yes. just the, the research that he does mm -hmm. on experiences in himself. Totally. Super cool. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last one. Number five. What are three things you'd like to be remembered for? Um, I'd love to be remembered for my senses. So what that means basically is like how often I was looking into other people's eyes and how I communicated and how I listened. So like 
my senses, the, the tongue, the eyes, the ears. I, I want to be remembered for how present I was with people. I would also love to be remembered for my voice. I'm, I'm a bit of a musician, <laughs> secretly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love to sing. Um, so I would love to be remembered for some of my musical talent as well. And then I would love to be remembered for um, the type of mother I am, even though I'm not a mother yet. It's like something that I'm already striving to, to be. You know, I'm already prepping my body. I'm already prepping my mind for it. I'm like getting recipes and, you know, and thinking about how I'm going to teach them. Or am I going to put them in the school system? I want to be remembered for being um, a really good mother. Oh, <laughs> I love all of those answers. <laughs> Thank you. Senses. Yeah, I love that. Okay, that's it. <sighs> Thank Amazing. you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. This is great. Yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, anytime. Love it. It was a great chat. It was a great chat. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, remember, you can follow Haley at Blue Pine Essentials. Okay? That's it. That was episode 45. 45. Thanks, Haley. Thank you. If you have any questions, you can connect with me on Instagram at amykatebow. I also write a daily blog. You can sign up on my website, amykatebow.com. Thank you for making the space to listen today. Remember, take the long way home. Bye for now.